There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I want you to find out more. Because you can be educated by tuning into the Tom Bernard Show because it's so educational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See Just what I'm saying? Listening to us is the equivalent of getting a doctorate. Really I mean, NPR called me and said, can we put your show up on our network? And I said, nah, I don't think so. Nah. I'm good. I'm with the Hubbards and uh, I'm taking care of everything. It'll be good. It'll be magnificent. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. You know, I, I did turn a corner this morning. I woke up. And I, I slept okay last night. Not really great. I'm just going through some, you know, different things that I'm thinking about and blah, blah, blah. And I wake up and I suppose maybe a year or two ago, I would have been very pissed off about this. But now I sit back and laugh at how, inc- you know, how I've been talking to you guys for about 10 months now about how stupid people have gotten. Mm-hmm. The education system in America is a complete and particularly the college system is a complete and utter disaster because all they, they teach is stupidity. I mean, the fact that people can lock in so hard to one political view that they actually hate people who don't agree with them. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I will sit here and tell you, I've been working with the three of you now for, you know, seven, eight, nine months, depending, uh, 10 months, something like that. I have no idea what your political views are. I, I, I think a couple of you are lean a little bit left, and another one's probably pretty centrist. And if I'm centrist, I, I, I lean a very little bit right on that deal. But we don't talk about that a whole lot because, you know, you got your views, I got my views. Who gives a shit? Yeah, right? you, you did call me a socialist once. You are a socialist. <laughs> that's true. I forgot. But that and was a now loving, it's a communist. Loving, yeah. Communist. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know what? I actually asked Putin for his okay to call you a communist. He said, oh, that's, that's very accurate. Yeah. So even Biden, I mean, not Biden, but Putin. Ooh, Putin mm-hmm. and Biden, that's pretty close when you think of it. Yeah. But uh, the one that, that came, see, I, I think back in the day, a couple of years ago, this would have pissed me off to no end, but it's gotten so incredibly stupid and ridiculous. Did you see what the Boston mayor did? I did not. The mayor of Boston. You ready for this? Boston Mayor Michelle Wu, who, by the way, is married to a white guy. I'd like to throw that out on the front. She's Asian, married to a honky, sent out invitations. This is the mayor of Boston sent out invitations to all of her constituents, all of her, or not constituents, but people who work 
with her and for her and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I'll read it to you. Boston mayor under fire for no whites Christmas party. It says right in the invitation that white people are not allowed or invited. Is there any chance this is being misinterpreted as like, don't wear a white shirt? Because I know there's like nope. white parties like that. No? Nope. <laughs> How insane are you? I mean, your, your own husband's a honky. Why would you do something like that? In other words, he's the biggest sugar tit pussy in the world. And by the way, don't call me and say, you shouldn't use that word. It's derogatory toward women. No, it is not. Pussy is short for pusillanimous, which means coward. Yeah, but it's not well known as that. So <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a rat's ass if people are stupid. That's what the word means. You need to dumb it down for us, sir. Well, and also, pussies are very strong. They birth children. Okay, yeah. I'm not birthing. I'm not birthing a child. <laughs> also, I want one of you to get. Spin zone. Yeah, I want you to get kicked in the crotch, Tevin. I want me to get kicked in the crotch, and I want to see who reacts I, less. I don't want to get. What do you? My pussy is strong. Jesus, it's like that new movie, Iron Claw. It's not fair because Tevin and I, our areas down there are so huge that they're easy to hit. Yeah, but surface areas wise, they don't have to take on that much. So look, at Catherine, I was talking to Catherine this morning about this, mm -hmm. who, by the way, is a honky, so she couldn't go to the Boston mayor's party because she's white, even though her husband's white, too. I still don't understand why your husband go, are you out of your mind? He must be the biggest sugar tit ever born. One thousand percent. And I don't want to if she is actually throwing, which it sounds like she is an all white or, or sorry, a non-white party. I don't want to go yeah. to that. Anytime there's a no. spot where somebody is not allowed, I don't want to go. Like, whether it's all one race or another, like, come on. And you're married to a white guy. Like, you can't. Yeah. People are Don't insane. you think this is all about ass kissing? Yeah. Or, I don't know, maybe I would say best case scenario, she was just trying to get some sort of reaction. But I can't see anything positive out of getting a reaction like this from people. Well, now she's kind of apologizing for it. But oh, okay. by the way, in her apology, it still says you're not invited. Even in the apology, she says, says sorry, but white people are not invited. It's like, what in the hell? It's laughable. I'm, I'm not angry about it in the least. You are such imbeciles now across this world, particularly in this country. People have gotten so incredibly stupid with their politics. Understand something. If you treat me poorly because I'm a white person, you're a racist asshole. But if you heap praise on me for no reason, you're also a racist asshole. Yeah. And if she really didn't want white people at her party, just send the invite to people that aren't white. <laughs> well, that'd be kind of like, why would you send it to everybody? <laughs> yeah. And tell the, like, also, where are you going to get all your mayo appetizers? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. What about that? Think about like the how great the dance floor is going to be though at this oh, party. Oh. So much rhythm. No, that's the thing. <laughs> I do want to go to this party. That's the problem. <laughs> they got me wanting. I'll be looking from the window you going. Can go. Oh, All right, yeah. You're out. <laughs> By the way, I am going to have a holiday party. There are no women or black men or people that look like professional wrestlers involved. So you, the three of you can't come. I don't even want to go to that party. You look like a professional wrestler. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> What's well, a compliment? Yeah. <laughs> what was that guy's name again? Man Mountain something. He had long hair and a beard just like you. Man Mountain. Man Mountain? A, I can't remember his name, though. There's a guy named Otis right now. That's I, I've Otis. gotten that a, a couple times. Otis, my man. I still love that. One of my favorites of all time. But look, I, I, look, 
we cannot take this stuff seriously and get pissed off about this. It, we've had enough of it. Everybody is a moron now, and they puke up their hatred toward everybody. I wouldn't waste one minute hating anybody. It takes too much of my energy, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally don't hate anyone. I don't like some people. I wouldn't want to spend two minutes with some people. You know, a good example of that is Daniel Tosh after his ass kissing yesterday. Did you see that deal? No. Oh, God, He's still what an ass kissing puke. He's he has a podcast, podcast now. now. Uh, it's fine. I mean, it's like one of those things where um, he he has enough money, he doesn't have to do anything. He did 10 mm. years of Tosh.0. He also, while he was doing that, he was touring. That man is, like, not exactly relatable. No, there was always something about him where I was like, "Oh yeah," it, oh, I yeah. don't. I'm like, I don't know that you're necessarily a bad person, but there's just something off where I wouldn't want to hang out with. Like you. he's wired mentally a different way that yeah. I'm like, yes. Socially, I don't think we could connect in a conversation. No, you know. No. Well, he wants cancel culture. I mean, he he is embracing and endorsing cancel culture now. His whole career was built off of things that would probably get him canceled today. Exactly. But now that he's done with that, now it's okay to cancel people for the shit that he did, which, by the way, wasn't funny in the least. No. I thought the first season was good, but after that, it was terrible. Yeah. We had him in studio over it. Were you there at the queue when we had him over there? Uh -uh. What an arrogant asshole that man is. He showed up and it was like he was being put out by endorsing his show on the highest rated morning show in the country. Damn. What a jerk. You know, he's one of those cute guys who thinks he's funny and he's not, but people embrace it. Hey, look, he's very successful. God bless you. Mm -hmm. This is America. Glad to hear it. I'm not pissed off at him because of his success. He's just a prick, you know. And now he's Mr. Cancel Culture. And I don't know. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I implore you, stop getting pissed off about this stuff because they want you to be pissed off about this stuff. That's what they're looking for is you to be unsettled and angry. Do the exact opposite and go... You're a moron. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, I, you're a stupid bastard who has no idea what you're talking about. So good for you. Do I hate you? No. I wouldn't waste one minute hating you. It's too much energy. Yeah. Didn't I tell you three? I, I said this early this morning. I said no more sports people on the Tom Bernard show. Uh, Get him out of here. Well. Very See you later. Clearly. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> this is our this is our new Hollywood reporter, Judd Zolkin. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood reporter, Judd Zolkin, Zolkin, live on the red carpet. What are you wearing? <laughs> I like that. I love it. I love it. Did you see what the Boston mayor did? Mm. The mayor of Boston, woman, her name is Michelle Wu, sent out an invitation to the Christmas party, and on the invitation it says, no whites allowed. And her husband's white, by the way. Oh my God! Oh, I'm no, not making not that up. It. That's a true story. I did not see that. So who 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 were you talking about before? Who's a uh, who's a miserable prick? When I Daniel Tosh. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you ever I've met him? him? No, 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 no. I barely know. I know the name, but I'm not. Yeah, like again. Do I hate him? No, I don't hate him. I, he the first season I thought was pretty good. It's just he's nowhere near as funny as he thinks he is. He's one of those guys. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Those are not good. Those guys are th those people are the worst because they uh, oh, yeah, yeah. they think they're great, and it's like, yeah, hey, you're not, you're you're okay, but you're not great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being okay. Look, I would not waste my time on adoring someone to the point that it's obnoxious or hating someone to the nth degree. Who cares? I'm not going to waste my life on hating you. Forget it.
right? Well, I hate certain um, uh, players from my youth, probably. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's not a true hatred. That's just an no. That's sports hate. hate. Yeah, that's sports hate. That's totally different. You're absolutely oh, right. Fair enough. But here's what I love. Let's take one of the most wonderful times of the year, Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all of that great stuff. Let's piss everybody off by being a total moron. And look at her sugar-tit husband. He mm-hmm. knew his Asian wife. She's Asian, by the way, and her husband's white, and he's all for it. No whites. I wonder, if, I wonder if she meant to send out, like, her divorce notice. Like, no Ooh. whites. Maybe that's what it was. It got mixed up in the Christmas invitation. <laughs> Think you about know, action. You know, thinking about this, though, to be honest, if my wife was throwing a party and told me I can't go, so, like, that, that night I have to be on my sweatpants on the yep. couch watching TV... Oh, I might no. be for all for this. That is a good point. Judd, you are like, my, my, you and my husband are, have the same motivations all the time, how to get out of social situations <laughs> that are literally meant to be so much fun. But like, right. it's just so funny when I hear you scheming, I go, okay, Justin Arneson. All right. Uh, Brittany, I'm 54 though. Like I've done my, I've done my parties and stuff. Not- if I, if there's an excuse not to, you know what? It's not the, it's not the social situation for me personally. I don't love that, but that's fine. As it is the threat of having to dress up. Oh, I see. So if like, yeah. and that's, that's one rule we do have at the Arneson household is wear exactly what you want whenever, like, I don't care. But, uh, yeah, that's all my husband wants to do is not go to parties all the time. I just like I'm the idea that Judd is thinking the guy was, you know, as his wife is sending out the invitations, he's like, wait a second, maybe you should put no whites allowed. <laughs> so I don't there have you to go. go. There you go. No, I tell you flat out, I used to, I, I've never been a guy that went to parties. I don't, I mean, like in grade school, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I, ne- I was never one to go to bars. Every time I went into a bar, some guy wanted to fight. Every time. It's like, oh, God, get away from me. Just leave me alone, for Christ's sake. Oh, I'm going to fight TB. Oh. Well, and, ba- and back in the day, like, uh, Tom, you've talked about this before. Because of the weightlifting, mm-hmm. I'm sure you had every Yahoo drunk guy who thought, yeah, you know, no I'm going to make an example of this yep. guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I tell you my favorite story along that line? I was at a bar one time. It was actually at, no, I won't say where it was because it's a very famous bar. We're sitting there and there's this like littler guy, you know, it's like maybe, I don't know what, whatever little is. He was a, he's not a very big guy and he's sitting right next one stool over from a guy at the bar who's about six, two, probably weighs about two forty, and is ripped. Right. Mm-hmm. The little guy starts chirping at him. Suppose you think you're a tough guy. Huh? He goes, look, just leave me alone. I do not think I'm a tough guy. I'm here to have a couple of beers and I'm going to go home. Just leave me alone, will you? No, no. You scared of me? Is that the problem? You afraid of me? And I'm watching this. I'm going, oh, this cannot end good. After about three minutes into, you scared of me? He backhanded the guy off. Oh, first he said, yeah, just don't mess with dynamite, asshole. Damn. Like that. The big guy mm. backhanded him in the face, knocked him on the ground, looked at him and goes, blow up, mother effer. <laughs> wow. if you're so dynamite don't you i hate that about going to bars everybody's a tough guy 
Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's a tough guy. And like you're saying, Tom, if you lift weights or you're somebody that's a little bit bigger than the average oh, person, yeah. now you've turned into this trophy buck that they want to take down. And I'm going to knock you down a few pegs. Like, no, sir, I'm just here to eat this burger, sit at the bar, have a good time, go about your business somewhere else. I had a really good friend, Lyle. Lyle died, unfortunately, very young. But Lyle was about 6'5", probably weighed about 320. Gigantic. Every time we went to a bar, somebody wanted to fight him. Every time. It's like, And sometimes it ended up in a fight that lasted about 30 seconds, but not very often because Lyle, Lyle tried to avoid it at all costs. But, yeah, he was a perfect target for them because he was so gigantic. They thought, well, if I could somehow sneak a punch in and knock him out, I'd be a tough guy. I don't know. I don't get this, this whole situation. But just... Once again, Judd, I'm glad you showed up to do the sports because I had a no Brittany, AJ, or Tevin invitation that I sent out. So they can't be on the show while you're on. So they can just look at it, but they can't talk. What do you think? Um, no, I hate that idea. <laughs> I hate that idea. No, no, I want him to talk, <laughs> especially Brittany when she when she comments on something I say about how it's how how she knows I'm scheming because she's usually right about that. <laughs> what, are you, what are you scheming right now? I'd love to hear your scheme. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, like when I hear about the fact that you can't go to a party, I don't think, oh, my God, I'm not being invited. It's unfair. I'm thinking this sounds like a glorious out, like I've yeah, got to sure. build an excuse for why I can't go. No question about it. But again, I, like I said, my, I'll close with this. This asshole in Boston, the mayor of Boston, one of my favorite cities in America, wants to be a racist prick, even though she's married to a honky. It doesn't piss me off. I have gone from being pissed off at the world to laughing in your face. You are so ridiculous now. I can't even get angry anymore. I think you're a moron and who should be laughed at. Correct? Yes. Well, yes, absolutely. That, that's what the world is about now. Yeah, it is. It, absolutely. Right? Right. Yeah. Politics and, and general things, like mm -hmm. as long as, and, you know, it's not funny if people are actively being hurt, clearly, but as far no, as just exactly. stupid decisions go, yes, that's what the world is now. It's become uh, the sides are so divided that the that the uh, irony and that what's funny about it has become so clear. But but Boston's a curious case because, you know, Tom, as you you know, Boston has been one of the mm -hmm. most racist cities of all time for, forever. The, the Red Sox, the Red Sox were the last team to have a black player. Pumpsy Green. Yep. There you go. You know. Look at Kevin. Larry well, Doby, man. Right. Well, no, because <laughs> you were talking about tough guys earlier. The NBA right now is filled with tough guys or wannabe oh, tough yeah. guys. Draymond oh, yeah. Green. Judd, I'm sure that you've heard, suspended indefinitely after he more or less attempted to assault somebody on the court. And then yesterday oh. we had Giannis, who is, you know, running down, chasing people down the the tunnel because they took the basketball and he wants to make sure it's the same ball coming back. What's going on, Judd? How ridiculous was that? So Giannis scores, what, 62? Yeah. 63 He's last night insane. against the Pacers. The Pacers, though, had a kid who scored his first basket. So the Pacers tried, they thought, and they, they were wrong about this, but they thought that they, they were taking a game, the game ball, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, they take it, and instead of Giannis and the Bucks saying, hey, go get that ball back, they, like, chase the Pacers down towards their locker room. 
and in the hallway, I guess, have a kerfuffle. It doesn't sound like it was a fight, but it sounds like there was definitely some physicality to it. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's a good question. I mean, Draymond, Draymond's a simple one. He's crazy. Yeah. Like, the, like that's, you know, I mean, that happens in all sports. There's always one or two guys, right, that are always just sort of crazy. But um, I, why you are, why you don't tell your security guy, go get that basketball back. I just scored 60-plus points. Right. I have no bleeping clue. And what's weird is Giannis, for the most part, seems like a really decent guy. Right. So it's just weird. I don't know why you'd lose your head about that. Yeah, it was because you like you said he's such a likable guy and like yeah. you never hear anything negative about him and then it's to see him kind of go off of the deep end and throw a temper tantrum was very bizarre. But Draymond, he has a Tom. So most players in any sport as their career goes along, they acquire highlights and we put them all in a reel and you can sure. watch them dunk on people, score touchdowns. Draymond yep. has like a 2-minute compilation of him either kicking men in the uh, under-sensitive area or punching people in the face. It is – all he does is cause problems. Like, I think he should be suspended for the rest of the year, and we'll try this again next year. Just retire, Draymond. And don't forget when he choked and punched his teammate at a practice. Yes. And then that video got leaked. Yeah, we can't, we can't forget about that. Jordan Poole, right? Yeah. Yes. This, this guy's a lunatic. Yeah. Brittany. Hmm. Before the show's over, punch AJ just for the hell of it. Obviously, I want to be that team member, though. Uh, I want to make the rounds. <laughs> well, you're wearing green, so that's good. You're already a Halfway there. And good to go. And there was a, a former NBA player, the uh, Rashid Wallace, who tried to explain yeah. what happened. And Rashid Wallace is, was on the Malice in the Palace team, I believe, um, back in the day that got into a big brawl with the fans. And he was like, yeah, Draymond used to hang out with us in the locker room, and we all liked to fight, and so that's why he is the way he is today. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The Malice in the Palace. What a great name for, I know. A, for a huge brawl. Oh, that I remember watching that on TV, and you just see the beer flying yes. through the air, and then it's just absolute <laughs> mayhem of people just At fighting. At Ron Artest, who was laying on the scorer's table, and Tom was also completely crazy. So yeah. a fan in Detroit threw a beer at the play at the player uh, on the Pacers at the time, who was easily the most nuts, and he shockingly went into the stands and beat the fan up, or tried to at least. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Only the uh, the documentary on it? Yes, Just, it's really good. Yeah, really well done. It makes you kind of understand, like, okay, yep. the players, I'm totally. on the player's side because totally. that fan was totally an asshole. Honestly, you sometimes you mess with crazy. <laughs> like, there that that documentary. If you would have told me the scenario, Tom, I would have been like. No fan deserves to get hit. It's just a game. And then you watch right. the doc, and you're like, that mother trucker deserved to get punched in the face. <laughs> what did he? He just for throwing a beer though. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't do that. There's nothing that's something I would do, but I don't know if I'd smack somebody in the head for it. Yeah, there was a lot that kind of led up to it. It was like a pressure oh, okay. cooker, yeah. and it okay. was somebody who made the wrong choice with the wrong guy. And It, it was... was a nice throw, though, Tom. Like, yeah. it was spot on. He oh, nailed it. Really? Yeah, because our <laughs> test was, I'm not joking, our test was laying on the scorer's t table. Like, it was already a heated thing and so he like went to lay on the scores table and the fan threw a beer and and just stuck it right yeah. on our test it was a nice nice arm yeah if he's still around vikings are looking for a quarterback so yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I like that. It works for me. I, I just, I don't understand. But basketball, more than any sport, uh, tends to have that, you know, thinking about that now, because, you know, the fans are sitting all around all the rest. I don't remember the NFL, which is a very violent sport. I, not a lot of guys have ever gone into the stands in football, have they? Not that I can I remember. I don't anyway. think it's no. happened. I don't think like it they've, they've gone to the stands and yelled up yeah, into the stands. Yeah. And mm-hmm. In fact, there, there was just an incident of that ha- happening. Um, I know you're going to be shocked at an Eagles game because Philadelphia no. fans are ordinarily so no. well behaved. But there was the but there have been brawls in hockey. And there, there was the famous one, the Bruins and Rangers in mm-hmm. the 70s, where where a bunch of Bruins went into the uh, stands at the Garden. Was that Mike Ma- Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And Mike Milbury beat a guy with his own loafer. Oh. oh. <laughs> just rips it off just, his rips it off his foot. I will watch that. I'm saving I that. Just, I just watched there's the uh the New York Islanders documentary 30 for 30. I just watched that last night and that clip of him in the stands with he took the guy's shoe off and is beating yeah. him with his own <laughs> shoe. It, with wild. his loafer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very 70s like shoe. It looked very comfortable. Judd, who was oh. the player that had a uh, he goes to the penalty box and uh, I want to say it was like a Buffalo fan is like yelling at him through the glass. He sprays him with a little water and all of a sudden the guy jumps the glass into the penalty box and then the, the player's just wailing on this guy. I, I think that was Ty Domi. Ty and Domi, I think yep. the pen, and I think the glass collapsed. And so he grabbed him and just beat the ever loving <laughs> bleep out of the guy. Yeah, that was a bad idea for that guy. Yeah, no kidding. One of my favorite things about sports, and it is one of my favorite things, the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium has a jail in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true, by That's the way. the most fitting They have a jail heard. in the stadium. And it's probably they always to, full. They used to have a judge to adjudicate yeah. the cases immediately. I think, yep. the ju- I think the judge aspect is now gone. But they, <laughs> but they used to literally, like, so if you got arrested and thrown in – that jail there was a judge there to find you because i think if it i think if it was bad enough you got taken to the pokey downtown right Mm -hmm. but if it was a drunken incident in which i'm guessing people didn't get hurt you literally were you you left there with your ticket damn at some point you gotta go yes we could put a jail in here but also like we just we need to maybe uh get some higher quality people and hold ourselves to a little bit higher standard than just giving people a slap on the wrist and a Yeah, like to be more proactive <laughs> yeah. than reactive. Like right. we've accepted that this is going to happen. That's a rough one. I I actually had a friend in the late 80s uh after we tailgated at the old County Stadium for I think it was a Twins Brewers game, Tom. Um, I did not know this at the time, but there was also a jail underneath home plate at the old county stadium. And um, after he, let's say, became ill in the stands in the heat of a Sunday afternoon ball game, he was he was thrown in that jail. But in that case, they actually then had to transport him to the uh, city hall in downtown as well. So, by the way, I'd, I'd like to point something out. You notice the lamp behind me is not turned on. Mm hmm. And you do notice once in a while there's a flash of light in this room. Yep. That's lightning. Oh, I thought you had like a TV on or something. <laughs> nope, it's lightning. It's like, holy God. It's pretty bright. All right, Judd, another brilliant report, I thought. Thank you very much. You guys are up to date on all the sports. Okay, I'm having a party, but no white sportscasters can come. Thank you.
<laughs> Much appreciated. Have fun. Okay. Have a great time. I cannot with Judd. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Judd. We'll See you later. You Bye. Bye. Judd's all good. Score North, ladies and gentlemen. Love having those guys on the show. They're all, they got such a good attitude, don't you think? He is mm-hmm. so my, just, he him and Justin, they would not get along because they're too similar. They would oh, really? both avoid, well, they would never hang out. Like right. they would both be like, let's just not. Okay. <laughs> Love that for us. Yeah, works. <laughs> I don't see anywhere near, people don't fist fight like they used to, do they? I don't know. I, I think it might. It anywhere, like, what? I think we've aged out of it, Tom. I think we've aged out of it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so it's the people in their 20s that get into fist fights? Yeah. Well, they end up shooting more often than not now. Uh. And so fights have kind of been, am I willing to die over the fact that you bumped into me out at this bar? Because right, if I right. try to fight you, you probably are going to pull out a gun. I had a friend that was a, uh, Ron was his name. He was a bouncer. And... Well, give me an example of what kind of bouncer he was. I was walking down Penn Avenue, just uh, by West Broadway there, and I walk a little south on Penn Avenue, and I look over, and Ron is beating the piss out of some guy. And I mean, just working him over. And he looks over, he stops, holds the guy down, and goes, hey, Tommy, how's it going? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) He told me. Tom, don't waste your time. You know this learning how to how to do karate or punch people or whatever. He said, if you're going to get in an altercation, don't punch anybody. Run at them, grab their throat, and choke the piss out of them because they'll never recover from that. Oh. I'm like, okay, Ron. That's a that's a tip I wasn't uh, needing. I don't think. Like Tom, I'm at such a stage of my life that wherever I'm at, if somebody runs into me, we're both apologizing an insane amount yeah, like no absolutely. matter what like that's the stage of life i'm at is like somebody full-on ran into me in a workout class when we were getting ready you know just like a you know whatever and i said i'm sorry she goes no i'm sorry and i'm like we're both sorry this is right. the most minnesota right. interaction ever like it's just not happening it's just no you can't be slugging it out with people anymore like back in the day people slugged it out all the time i don't see fist fights on of course i don't go in that kind of neighborhood anymore that might have something to do with it but I don't see fist fights on the street anymore like you used to when I was a kid. Yeah, I just think mm-hmm. you're you're hanging out in different places, but you're also at an age where like, do you really want to like? And me too. I don't mean like because where you're at in your age. Yeah. I mean like I don't want if Justin, if I had to go to urgent care because he got in a fight, I would be so <laughs> freaking pissed. Oh my god! I got mad at him because we tried to ice skate and he got hurt. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, we got to take a break. Come back because Chris Eggert will join us right after this. You all, you've all helped support my pillow when they're employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this continues to give back to listeners with great deals on the most popular products. Right now, you can save fifty percent on Queen and King pillows, the original my slippers, and the my pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. This comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That is a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and, of course, many more. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. 
a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah now we're talking yeah. So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. What do you think of that? I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, his lovely wife. No, no doubt about it. Great people. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because they're service experts. They're experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my entire family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call, all you got to do, I'll, they'll get you going. Let me put it that way. Go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I'll do it, I promise, no question. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggers is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert joins us. What's, what's in the news, man? Well, Tom, I can get you up to speed on today's top stories if you'll stand by for one minute. Magnificent. Uh, homeless encampment that, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say homeless encampment. No. It's an encampment where people are living, so really, technically, that's their home. Oh, God, stop with it. I love making excuses for, they're living under a blanket, okay? That's not really their home, all right? The the place where these folks who don't have traditional stick-built housing um stick they are you the big bad wolf yeah where are you that's living they, now that's concerned like, about your stick that's what they call in the construction biz stick built okay gotcha gotcha okay i wouldn't know so i'll take your word i for know it. the construction biz in and out um so there's a encampment in minneapolis tom's like i don't even care anymore uh, in minneapolis where, uh there's a bunch of folks living and the city wants to clear it out uh, it's been causing some concerns for people in the neighborhood. Uh, there was a shooting there yesterday. I think there was some kind of incident, violent incident that went down last week. Um, but not, everyone's like, well, where, where are we going to go now? I, this does happen from time to time when these things pop up and they continue to pop up because probably most of the people there don't want to live 
in in the way or they can't afford to live and, and they can't find a place to live. So there's all kind of controversy about what's going to happen with that. Doesn't that have a lot to do with drug use? From what I understand from many sociologists, psychologists, most of those encampments are people who have a very serious drug problem. Is that not true? I, I think the what has been the storyline with this situation in the past is that there are shelters available for people, but mm-hmm. a lot of times they are required to be drug or alcohol free That's while correct. they're there. And that that can be one of the issues why people don't choose to shelter that way. And look, that's a malady. I'm not, I'm not, you know, going after people who use yeah. drugs or drink too much or whatever. It, it yeah. does happen to people, but we need to step up and help them with their, not where they live. We need to help them with their drug and alcohol problems. So maybe there should, look, I understand why these, these shelters don't want drunk and drug addict people coming in because they do cause lots of trouble. Uh, some of them, not all of them. But we have to do something about this has gotten to a ridiculous point where people are getting stabbed to death. They're getting shot. They're getting robbed. It, enough of this. We need to take care. And by the way, letting people cross the border 15 billion at a time with drugs in their pocket, which is mostly fentanyl, by the way, I really don't understand why that's being allowed. I don't get it. Well, there's been all kinds of talk about some things happening in, in, in Washington right now and maybe yeah. some actual movement towards some. I mean, there's not a fix at the border, unfortunately, but, it, you know, the whatever's being done right now is not working. I think most everyone agrees on that. So It is not working, and it's not worked in many, many years. Look, I'm not condemning people with drug and alcohol problems. I, you know... I've gone through periods of my life. I get a little unruly once in a while, you know, not to an extreme point, but I've made mistakes. I never, I never got in a DUI or anything like that. Thank God. But, you know, I'm not judging anybody here. I'm saying let's help these people. Just letting them lay around in the streets under a damn towel doing drugs is not taking care of our citizens. Correct. Correct. Let's get it done. How many of you guys, uh, and uh, let's see a show of hands if you uh, uh, regularly purchase THC products now that it's legal. Yeah. Brittany? Oh, look at you two liars. Back now there. that it's legal, I've started purchasing <laughs> THC products. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> I would, yeah, indeed. I would wait, love wait. that to be a part of my personality trait, but me and weed do not go well together. It, well, I, I guess uh, buyer beware because there were some state inspections that found um, some of the THC products sold in Minnesota have higher doses than what they're supposed to have. Ooh, which one? Uh, higher <laughs> doses than what the law allows to, which um, from what I know about that, if you're expecting it to be at one level and it's not, that can be problematic. Yeah. Uh, which uh, which products were those? Just so I can make sure I don't accidentally purchase one of these extra strong products you speak of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. Products are required. Five milligrams per serving. State found doses can cause medical problems. Wait. Um, yeah, I'm not sure we have specifics <laughs> okay. on there right now. It, so, uh, did you say that five milligrams is supposed to be the cap for it? That's what we're saying here, yeah. But you okay. could buy as much as you want, so it doesn't per matter. Serving. Per serving. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I know I'll get, like, the uh, THC seltzers, and they have where some of them are, oh, you know, yeah. 5 milligrams or 10 milligrams, or I've noticed some of them will have, they'll go, well, it's 10 milligrams of THC, and then we snuck in 
five milligrams of you know delta nine, which is essentially yep. a synthetic THC. So yeah, right. I can see how people would be. Oh yeah, some of that. the drinks are confusing because they're per serving, and right. so you're like a carbonated this? drink. You're gonna put back in the fridge for <laughs> right. what? Yeah, Someone right, to casually right. drink later, <laughs> like. Well, I guess only, uh, a lot of them are only three milligrams, aren't they? A lot of the drinks. Uh, it varies. Yeah, they usually yeah, range anywhere from the three to ten, depending yep. on what uh, exactly. size and stuff. Well, so anyway, uh, be careful. Yeah, they, be careful. The state says. The state says that may not the label might not be what it says it is. Yeah. So I will tell you something, Owen. I'm very serious about this. I have, have been sleeping like a damn king for the last several months, and it's because of THC. There's no question. I do about 15 milligrams of THC along with a couple of whether it's you know Zequil or Relaxium or any of that stuff. It works like I I sometimes sleep 10 hours on the weekend. I have not done Jeez. that in 40 years. Oh, so man. THC has been a godsend for me. It's the been ten, one, you know, I don't 10 hours so. of sleep sounds majestic right yeah. now. And, um, it's wonderful. And with these companies putting, you know, maybe more in than they say they are, it reminds me, Tom, of your story of when you accidentally took the uh, wrong milligram tablets and you were like, yo, I was high off my yeah. ass. <laughs> I was going to take a five milligram tablet uh, and sit down and watch a little television. It was a Ricky Gervais show. Uh, what was the name of his last show? It was really good. Anyway, Ricky Gervais. So I grabbed my five milligram tablet and I pop her. And about half hour later, all of a sudden, Ricky Gervais turns into a dragon. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I went over, picked up the bottle. It was 50 milligrams, not five. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just like, a little strong. I'm playing Hendrix songs. <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial, Tom, but I would prefer to see Ricky Gervais in dragon form than just the regular Ricky. <laughs> oh, you don't like Ricky? I think Chris just doesn't like British people. Yeah, that's probably oh. it. Oh. I have, a, I have a long, long, long documented history of um, hating British people. AJ, you're absolutely right. I could sell. I could sell. Tim Laudner quote. You ready for a Tim Laudner quote? I love Laudner. He's a wonderful guy. He's a, I don't see him very much anymore, but he's a great friend. We're talking about the Beatles one day, how, how I love the Beatles and my God from the time I was 11 years old, blah, blah, blah. Laudner comes over to me, looks at me, goes, I hate the Beatles and walks away. <laughs> With a British accent, he tells me, how the hell can you hate the Beatles? Explain that to me. I I, I bet. I can see that, right? Like, because the guy's a British guy. Like, that's all anyone ever wants to talk to him about. Yeah, like, I, you know what? They were, they were, I, I'm not into the Beatles. Sorry. Do you like Dave Clark 5? Or is it all Yeah, right, right, things? right. Hit him with something else. There you go. No, I just thought it was, I hate the Beatles. And he walks away. <laughs> That's funny. Lod's a great guy. Really good guy. You get together with him, Herbeck, little uh, Johnny Castino. You got some Gary Gaetti. Man, you would laugh your ass off. There's no doubt I, about it. I bet. I will, Wonderful I guys. Be in that room. So what else is in the news? Uh, you know, we already talked about the fact that, Chris, uh, you thought you could go to the Boston mayor's party, but you've been disinvited. Uh, <laughs> that's not in the local news, I've noticed, by the way. I just went through the local news. I couldn't find it in the local news. It, well, our local news because it's not our local news. It's it's their local news. No, I'm talking about it in the newspaper, but it's a national story. I'm sorry, it's not a local story. It's a national story. Uh, you know this story, right? No. Oh, you don't know about this? Wait, yeah. Well, it's, it hasn't appeared on it. It's right here. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu 
plans no whites holiday party. Put it on the invitation, no whites allowed. This is the mayor of Boston. And by the way, she's married to a white guy. <laughs> He's probably the happiest one right now. <laughs> I don't want to go to that goddamn party. Anyway. What is wrong with you men? No, it's like these parties are supposed to be fun. I know what, what that I've got. No. I am what? just in a battle with my husband, and both you and Judd, Chris, are triggering me to no end. Of I don't even want to go to the. You know what? Put on your hard pants and let's go. No, are no, you going to the holiday party, pants. Brittany? Of course, I am on Saturday. Chris, is... are you going, Chris? Not the one I've been at in like six years. <gasps> Yay! I'm excited for you to meet uh, Justin. No, unless I. Can't I... Make it. Yeah, unless I can come up with something between now and then. Um, the the diehard, <laughs> the best excuse that no one will ever question is tell them you got diarrhea. Oh, that'll do it. I, I don't know why you would. There's a lot of other excuses you can go with to get out of a party before you go with that route, but I respect you for going that way. You, know, you just say, listen, you, maybe you don't even have to say diarrhea, but I always tell people who are going to call in sick for work here. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm like listen. No one will question you if you say you got the upset stomach and then you mm-hmm. just imply that it's diarrhea. They'll be like, nope, 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 nope. Do you know what's Stay so f- funny since, Stay like, away. I assume I always thought, like, people could work if you throw up or have diarrhea. So, like, if you tell me you have diarrhea so much so you can't go to work, I assume it's insane. Like, I assume <laughs> yeah. it That's is. That's what I mean. Like, like, you don't want that person around you. You're like, nope, <laughs> I don't. It's like. <laughs> Very quickly, my first year at Hubbard Broadcasting, so I'm, I think, 18 or 19 years old, the movie Superfly had just come up. You ever seen the movie Superfly? Superfly. Phenomenal movie. Or the big, big hat, or the long coat down to the mid-thigh, or excuse me, mid to calf. So, of course, me being into that kind of thing, I want to dress just like Superfly. So I'm wearing this big giant hat and wearing the long coat and I walk in the front door and Mr. Hubbard is there to greet everyone. Mr. Hubbard senior. Yeah. And I walk in and you could see him like lean his head back. Like what the hell is this? But he was very cool. He reaches his hand and goes, Merry Christmas, man. I will never oh. forget that. As long. How cool was that? Though? That is cool. Merry Christmas, man. I love that. I, I look at those pictures now. I go, "Oh my God, how did I ever get through that era?" That's is that when you were Catman? Mm, yes, it was. That absolutely that, was. That feels like the right kind of outfit yeah. for a guy named Catman. Yeah. Well, it was a Catman. That was Jim Chanel's idea from who who became Captain Whammo on Chicago radio. He was Captain Whammo. Why can't we have names like that now? <laughs> and now with the news, here's Captain Whammo. Dude, that would, would be great. I would so love much that. Better. All right, Pally, I know you go. Oh, God, you definitely got to go. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. We'll talk to you tomorrow, though, brother. Bye, guys. We'll see you later, Captain Whammo. (laughs) He'd be a good Captain Whammo, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's the one who gave me the name Catman. That's been sticking with me. Nobody calls me that anymore, but they did until about probably 10 years ago. I mean, even my friends started to call me Catman. How long were you on air as Catman? all told probably at least 10 years wow oh no it was longer than that it was about i don't know probably about 13 14 years because my first go around at kq uh it was the cat and kincaid so i was a cat man at kq even the first round wow 
And then I got fired in 83, and then they hired me back in 86. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah. They're like, we don't want the cat man, but Tom Bernard is welcome to come back <laughs> whenever he's around. <laughs> Please don't bring that cat man with That's you. That's very true, by the way. We don't want the cat man, but you can bring the other guy back. Oh, Mace. God, Mace has been gone for, what, 10 years already? Something like that? Yeah, she died. I don't remember what it even was, but she was not very old when she died. You know, have you noticed that I always talk about my friends who died very young? Is it me? They all die young because they're hanging out with me? I don't want, you're the only constant that I see in all these variables. What I'm yeah. saying. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I just, uh, I suppose what I should do is go to break now and, and serve the people. Do you think? Yeah, and I think you should think about the life choices you've been making. And while we're at break, all of us are going to start creating a will, just in case. Just in yes. case. Just in case, come up with a will. There's no question about it. Well, let me just say this before I go to, well, I got to do this anyway. Channel 5's Chris Eggers is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. And as we go to break, let me just say, Merry Christmas, man. Ah! Huh? I like it. You like it? Good. Ladies and gentlemen, holiday shopping season is happening right now, and you can save up to 70% off your shopping with the Tom Bernard Holiday Online Auction, December 8th through the 14th. Auction items include, yeah, baby, gift certificates, a Grand Old Creamery. Oh, God, I love Grand Old Creamery. Uh, Institute of Non-Destructive Testing Certificate Program, free tuition for the training, uh, or OsteoStrong 12-month memberships. Visit TomBernardShow.com. Enter keyword auction to view items and bid. That's TomBernardShow.com. Uh, a keyword, of course, is auction, A-U-C-T-I-O-N. Bidding ends today, December 14th. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 